Glory to God. You may be seated. We're going to jump right into it. So when truth speaks, that's the title of the topic. When truth speaks. Those that have a unpurified ear can't comprehend when truth speaks. An unpurified ear can't hear that you've already won. See, the ear that has not been purified by the blood of Christ can't see that you have more than enough. The unpurified ears and eyes only see a circumstance and situation. It doesn't allow faith to enter them into the supernatural and understand by faith everything is already done. By, by faith, I understand that what I'm going through is just a season. By Go faith, ahead. I understand. Mm. The question is why some Christians can't seem to hear. Second, Thessalonians, and it's chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. Al's going to read that for me. No, you go ahead and read it. <laughs> the coming of the lawless one, the Antichrist, is through the activity and working of Satan and will be attended by great power and with all sorts of pretended miracles and signs and delusive marvels, all of them lying wonders, and by unlimited seduction to evil, mm, mm, mm. and with all wicked deception for those who are perishing, going to perdition, because they did not welcome the truth, but refused to love it, that they might be saved. Therefore, God sends upon them a misleading influence, a working of error, and a strong delusion to make them believe mm -hmm. what is false. Mm. <laughs> God does. Wow. God does. That's right. He said, because you don't love truth, I'm going to permit for there to be illusion, for you not to see plainly that you're already out. Because you don't love Truth, which That's I right. am. That's right. And because you don't obey my instructions, I will permit Satan yep. to give you an illusion about your life. A strong one. That you're never going to come out of what you're in. Things are so horrible. I'm depressed. I'm sad. I don't have enough money. He said, I'm going to give you an illusion. Because you don't love me. You won't follow my instructions. So you have an illusion about your life and also those around you. Because you don't love the truth. He said, I tell you the truth about you and you hate me. I tell you you need to come out of sin and you hate me. Yep. But I tell you a lie. He said, but you love me. Mm -hmm. And so now I will permit Hasatan to give you an illusion, a false sense that you're okay the way that you are. That's what happens. I will permit false teachers and false prophets. That's right. And false Christians who believe that they're in the way. They're walking in the way, the truth of God, to enter your life. It's because you don't love the truth. John 16, verse 12 through 14. Read that out. John 16, verse 12 through 14. And as Al's getting there, I need you to know 
The difference between a lie and the truth. One more. This is what we're going to be talking about. A lie and the truth. And the wages or reward of both. Mm -hmm. I have still many things to say to you, but you are not able to bear them or to take them upon you or to grasp them now. But when he, the spirit of truth, the truth-giving spirit, comes, he will guide you into all the truth, the whole, full truth. For he will not speak his own message on his own authority, but he will tell whatever he hears from the Father. He will give the message that has been given to him, and he will announce and declare to you the things that are to come yes. that will happen in the future. Mm. He will honor and glorify me because he will take of, receive, draw upon what is mine and will reveal, declare, mm -hmm. disclose, and transmit it to you. <laughs> Glory to God. <laughs> so he's saying here, I have still many things to say to you, but you're not able to bear them now or to take them upon you to grasp them now. So when he was actually speaking to his disciples, they weren't filled with the Holy Ghost, but the Holy Ghost was with them, but not in them. He said, because my Holy Spirit is with you, you can receive certain spiritual things. But what I want to tell you next, you won't be able to bear. Because my spirit will have to be in you. We will have to be one. He said, because you can't seem, you will not be able to grasp or take hold of me saying that now speak what is not to be to be. He said, you will not comprehend that. If I say to you, if you think that you're poor, say that you're rich. He said, you will not be able to comprehend that because the Holy Spirit is not in you. He's with you. But now you all who say that you're baptized in the spirit, you should understand that when I say that you are rich and you don't have any wealth, that you actually have it. You should understand that. Pause and say, law, you should understand that. That when your body is afflicted and you're feeling all symptoms, that that is not a disease because I've taken that upon me and that is not the truth. That is a lie. But you can comprehend that. Exactly. And with the spirit, there has nothing to do with your feelings. I feel like. He said, you will know. You will comprehend and understand because you will draw from me, which is the source of truth. How much are you living a lie or how much are you living the truth? How are you thinking? Jesus told his disciples, this is John 8, 32, that the truth will set you free. Now, I said, wait a minute, I've heard this before. <laughs> what, what, but I want to know, what do you mean now? Because I'm hearing this again. The truth does this. It's the, the question that we should ask is, what is the operation and ability of the truth? What is the operation, Fredlina, and the ability and the power of the truth? It can set me free. It liberates you from your doubts. It liberates you from doubting, not believing, the truth liberates you from being a slave to a lie. It has the ability and the power to liberate you from doubt, illusions, and fears. It has the ability. <laughs> Why are you thinking anything that's contrary to the will of God? 
He said, you have now my spirit inside of you, which is the source of truth. So, so why are we up and down and in and out and all around the word of God? Answer? Well, I just want to say, so it can also destroy the works of the devil. Exactly. Because he is the father of lies. Exactly. He is the father of lies, meaning that he is the source, source. of where lies are birthed. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. See, in this, the enemy, because of the illusion that he gives you, it brings about fear. Go ahead. What's going to happen next? Oh, this is not going to happen. And so you, he just leave you alone all to yourself because, let's backtrack. <laughs> Go back to Adam and Eve. With Eve, he deceived her. That's right. Well, we need to talk about deception. We need to talk about a lie. What is a lie? What is a lie? A lie tries to violate the truth. That's right. It's trying to create its own law. That's right. It tries to violate, break the truth. It tries to break the truth that's inside of you, Cindy. Twist it. Pervert what is true. So what it does, it masquerades the truth. So, so it tries to add to it as well. It tries to add to it. It does. It adds to it. It does by covering it. That's right. It covers the mm -hmm. truth. Because Satan spoke of right. part of the truth. But what he did, he masqueraded the truth mm -hmm. because Eve knew and she was aware that she was not supposed to eat from the, truth, the tree of knowledge of even good. Mm -hmm. And so she ate. But she ate because the enemy, he created an illusion around the truth. That's right. He said, you won't surely die. Mm -mm. Had God said. And so she considered, had God said. It's part of the truth, but then it's covered with a lie. Add it to. So what are you believing? What, have you, what are you believing about your life? The enemy is telling some of us that at your economic status, where you at, that's where you stay. He have you believing that you're always going to make the same wages and live in the same type neighborhoods and have the same mentality and way of thinking. And what he does, he's governing your behavior and your choices. So guess what? You don't choose because you think you don't have a choice. Mm -mm -mm. That's it right there. Oh, you say that, Greg? Good God? What do you say? <laughs> he mm -hmm. said, good God. Yeah. He makes you, the enemy makes you feel that you don't have a choice. You were designed to make the right choice, actually. Exactly, Pastor. Mm -hmm. Since God is the source of truth and Satan is the source of lies, we have to draw ourselves closer to him by obeying the Come on. word of God. Say that. And so the more you obey, the more you grow. Say that again. The more, you, the more obey, you obey, the more you grow. grow. And the more you grow, you grow more in love, and you grow more in wisdom, insight. Righteousness, everything. The thing about it is that we're not growing. A lot of us have not grown past Romans 10, 9, mm -mm. entering into the kingdom of God. And you're just saved. Still there. You can't seem to believe that you're already delivered from whatever device that you may be under or influence of. The Lord has given us his divine spirit. See, the first thing that has to happen is that the lie, once it, it is exposed, is to be moved by the truth. Come on. And when the lie is moved by the truth, the teacher shows up. <laughs> the teacher. Amen. Holy Spirit That's right. shows up. That's right. He starts to teach and lead you and guide you into now all truth. 
all truth mm -hmm. about you, about your life, about everybody around your life, and then you begin to see the lie. Go ahead, say that. You begin to see the lie. Y'all get me ahead of myself. I'll talk about the lie a little later. I want to more define what truth is or what it isn't first. Let's talk about what the truth isn't. It isn't a preference. It isn't your opinion. It isn't your feelings. The truth is not your feelings. It's not what you prefer. It's not your opinion. Rather, it's what caused a thing to be. It caused a thing to remain, to stand forever. That's what the truth does. That's truth. Truth is often translated into faith. And it's another word along with the word law that is the most misunderstood word, a most mis, yeah, most misunderstood word. I'm a communication person. I need to make sure that words come out right. Is <laughs> that you want to make certain that the word law and faith, because we think law is something bad, but it's instruction, it's teaching. Truth. It's faith. When you say truth, you're going to uh, use the word faith, and you're also going to use the word believe. So let's talk about truth. Truth is this. Now, I recently wasn't completely wrong about this, but I got more insight that truth is knowing. But it's more than that. Truth is knowing but it's a firm action. It's more about action. Faith is about action. It's my action of knowing God and his will, and I'm acting upon it. That's what faith is. That's truth. It's a firmness towards God's will. It's a fact you come to stand on, which we talked about, after you've done your research. Faith is, after you go and study the word of God and examine it and scrutinize it, then you're able to stand on the fact because you're going to experience it. Once you're reading the word of God, you're going to experience the word of God. And then you have an opportunity to stand on what you've researched and examined to be true. That's why faith is action. Because you have to act on it. Exactly. You're part of your faith working. Now, when we study faith in our Hebrew study, it means simply this. Amen. 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 A-W hyphen M-A-N-E. Amen. That's faith. So this is why don't use words that you don't, that you're not attached to. When you say, amen, I'm saying, I'm in faith, that's now. I'm saying that's now. So when you hear the word of God or something spoken about your life and you go, amen, and we just said so loosely, amen, amen to that, amen, but you're not attached to it, it means it's now and it's active and it's working. And it's a reality. <laughs> Faith is something that's firm. It's a pillar it's something that grabs hold of and it supports. Faith is an action. It grabs hold of and it supports. We know faith is girded up under love. And which it can bear all things. <laughs> amen. Look, Amen. I believe that. I'm standing in so it. So be it. Faith is this. A craftsman. One who is firm in his talents. 
Are you firm in your skills as a Christian? That's mm -hmm. faith. Right. Are you firm in identifying deception? The word of God says this in 2 Timothy 2.15. Let's go there. I know. I didn't get that one. <laughs> I'll read it. It says, study and be eager and do your utmost to present yourself to God approved. Tested by trial. A workman or craftsman who has no cause to be ashamed because he's skilled. Because he's correctly and analyzing and actually dividing, rightly handling, and skillfully teaching the word of truth. So you are supposed to be skilled at being a Christian. He said tested by trial. Don't, don't, don't go, go, go too fast on that. Hold on. Tested by trial. So you, you get an opportunity. Almost, it, look at your situation right now that you're in. Just what define where you at. Have you tested, listen, have you skillfully studied the scriptures to see where you are and how to apply where you are right now? Skillfully. Wisdom means skillfully. How to maneuver through life. That's also what it means. Go ahead, teacher. I'm just wanting to know that they hear that, the circumstance. Because you're supposed to have skill now, acquired, because you've been studying the word of God. What did it say about your situation? And also, Pastor, being skilled, I mean, you've been in this for a while. Yep. I mean, come on now. It's like someone who's been on your job. You've been doing the same thing for 10 years. You should, at some point, should be, be automatic. very skilled for this. This is why when you um, complete your a resume, you have five, five years, ten years of you're skilled in X, Y, and Z. You've been doing this. You're proficient at it. Second nature. But is this true? As a Christian? Tell you to love, you mad. Tell you forgive, you get upset. And it should be by when you're in your trials or your situation, and this is how you, you're able to learn or implement these skills, is that you apply the word of God. Amen. So you miss the opportunity to grow if you don't use the word when you're going through. Instead of going, your, oh, your I'm going, you don't know your what emotions. I'm going through. Uh, here we go again. You know how it is. Yeah, I know how it is. I know your faith be on low. Your trust. I can't get an amen out you. So we are supposed to be, through our experiences, actually applying the word of God. If not, you're at the same place because you don't give yourself the opportunity to grow. I want to know, do you understand before I go to the next step? Yep, yep, okay. So they saying they're going to handle that today, right now. Mm-hmm. This is a very insightful word for me for faith. Nourished. Good. Nourished. See what happens when you really study? When you really study, Greg? See what happens? So when you, when you really research, you go from one word to about 10 words to another set of 10 words. But then it brings now, give you a revelation of all the words, because it's not about all the words. It's about you actually learning what you study. Nourish is this. Faith, believe, trust is this. Faith. In Hebrew, it means father that feeds, mm -mm -mm. nourish his children. Faith is the father not the mother. Faith is the father nourishing his children. He's El Shaddai. He is El Shaddai. Come on. The all-breasted one. That's what it means. He El gives Shaddai. you the support, the food that's needed for your growth. He gave him the mammon. Come on now. Let's go on with this. Lie. Let's go on to lie because we're going to get through 
through this. Deception, disappointment, falsehood, anything meant to deceive or violate the truth, to mislead, false representation, false presentation. Are you presenting or projecting a false presentation of being a Christian? That's real good. Lie. He said, if you love me, you would obey me. That was just a question. So how are we deceived? We're deceived through religious deception. Mm -hmm. False prophets, teachers, mm -hmm. fine-sounding biblical arguments, mm -hmm. vision, and also dreams. Come on. Yep. False miracles, doctrine of devils, and the worst of all, self-deception. Second Corinthians eleven three says this, mm. but now, Apostle Paul says, I am fearful. Lest that even as the serpent beguiled Eve by his cunning, so your minds may be corrupted and seduced by wholeheartedly and sincere with pure devotion to God. He said, I'm fearful that you will be deceived because you don't wholeheartedly love God. That's real good right there. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm fearful. And he said, because today you obey him, but tomorrow you won't. Today you're a Christian, tomorrow you're not. He said, I am fearful mm -hmm. that you will be as Eve was, beguiled by the enemy. Because you're, you don't serve him wholeheartedly with a sincere and pure devotion. Mm. To God. He said, you have not devoted your life. This is what's called being a devout Christian. Mm -hmm. This is why you don't hear that word. Nope. People ask you how many times, oh, you, you're a Christian? Oh, how often do you go to church? So you're trying to qualify the times that I go to church as me being a devoted That's Christian. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they do it all the time. But what we're missing is that my question is, why don't why aren't we saying I'm a devout Christian? That is a disciplined follower of Christ. I'm disciplined. Okay. We're not devout. No. Devoted. That means that my life, I've given up my life, my ways of doing, my ways of thinking, the lust of the flesh, mm -hmm. the things I want to satisfy my flesh with. He's, I have, Paul says, I have given that up. I can say that I am a devoted Christian. Amen. They put that word, you hear a devout Muslim, but you don't hear a devout believer. Because it's true. That's right. A devout Jehovah Witness, Mormon, but you don't hear a Christian, believer. So why do we think it's important to operate mm. in truth? <laughs> How many people really think it's important to operate in the truth? It should be he every thinks believer important, in this place. Janae thinks so too, right? Yeah. Amen. She's two years old. Go ahead, baby. Work, just, I'm working on it. <laughs> Is that we are aware that a way we're supposed to conduct ourselves, but we soon forget because we don't. And in the mirror. I'm going to let you know what happens when we don't uphold truth. Come on, sister. If someone misinterprets the word of God, this is the same as to destroying his word. Oh, that's real good. Now, now say that one more time because I hear a lot of perversion of the word. Go ahead, say that. If someone misinterprets the word of God, this is the same as destroying the word. To interpret the word of God correctly 
It's the same as fulfilling his word. Matthew 5, 17 says, Think not that I am come to destroy the law or the prophets. I am not, I am not come to destroy, but to fulfill. So I'm, I come to accurately interpret the word. So when you see me, there's nothing perverse about me. My yes is yes, and my nay is no. My yes is yes, and my no is no. There's nothing perverted about me. When you see me out in public, you're going to see me conducting myself the same as in the gathering. There's nothing perverted about me. He said, and if you do this, you are destroying the word. Instead of fulfilling the word of God. I've come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. Now fulfill the word. He said, when you don't do that, you crucify me afresh. All over again. The truth, Holy Spirit says, for he shall lead and guide us into all truth. The Spirit of God is designed to get into your minds, your hearts, and your soul as a believer. But you block it sometimes with a lie. The leading and guiding when the truth has been embedded in a certain depth in us. Because it says the, the word, Holy Spirit, is able to uh, get past the moral and, and the and the all parts of you in the inner hidden parts of the heart. Holy Spirit is able to get to the depths of the heart of the hidden man. Which means the things that you're hiding even from yourself, Holy Spirit has to have the ability to go beyond your lie Hmm. and pull it up and out. (laughs) Because if Holy Spirit couldn't go deeper, he has to go deeper than your lie. Amen. The Spirit of God is not stagnant. It's constantly moving. Amen. But we're not moving with him. The truth is so determined to convert the lie in you. I love it. That it will stop at nothing until it gets it out. This is why you feel irritated. This is why... When you hear the truth, immediately you offend it. When you hear the truth, immediately you are offended. Because the truth goes in <laughs> and it digs out and it's painful. Oh, they know that feeling. Isaiah says this, and we're going to talk about the purpose as to why the truth actually goes in deep and digs it out and why it's so painful. There's a purpose. Isaiah 30, verse 21. And your ears will hear a word behind you Mm -mm. saying, this is the way. Walk in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left. You You were in Isaiah, verse 30, 21? That was still good right there. Yeah, no, you're there. You good. That, that part good. of it. Okay. I'm gonna do twenty. Go back. Do twenty through twenty-two. Okay. Isaiah thirty, verse twenty through twenty-two. And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity and the water of affliction, yet your teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes will constantly behold your teacher. And your ears will hear a word behind you saying, good God, okay. this is the way, walk in it. When you turn to the right hand and when you turn to the left, then you will defile your carved images overlaid with silver and your molten images plated with gold. You will cast them away as a filthy blood-stained cloth and you will say to them, be gone. 
All right. What is all that saying? And though the Lord gives you the bread of adversity, you're going to be tested. You're going to be in real tough time, adverse times. And the water of affliction, you're going to be afflicted and there's going to be adversity in your life. He said, but the teacher will not hide himself anymore. But your eyes will constantly behold, your eyes will constantly see the teacher. So all what you're going through, the adversity, it's saying that, and it spoke about all the idols and basically be uh, slung away as a bloody rag. Mm -hmm. This is how you're going to feel towards those idols, those things that you love to do that's so worldly. All right. Oh, this is really good. He said when the teacher shows up, because the teacher said, I can't hide anymore. You're going to see me plainly. And you're going to remove all these idols and these lustful things that you've been doing. You're going you're gonna to see it as if it was a bloody rag that you're going to quickly remove. See, you don't see sin like this. This is why he has to give yep. you some type of picture, Visual. illustration, right. a bloody rag. You know what that is. He said, you're not going to just see it as that idol, that thing. That he said, you're going to see the lie for what it is. And you're going to see me, he said, the teacher. You're going to behold the truth. So who gives adversity? The Lord does. He gives you adversity to actually identify the lie. Go ahead. See, the lie in your life has been your friend. Mm-mm-mm. Tear the wall down. And you've been loving the lie. Because when, because you've been living with the lie so long, it's been the truth. That's right. And so God has to create. That's in Romans right there, too. See, he has to create a position to where you're going to be opposed to the lie. That's right. Oh, come he on, He has Betty. to make the lie your enemy. That you're always going to, whatever your vice is, you're always going to drink, always going to drugs, you're always going to lie, you're always going to fornicate. He says that this is going to be now your enemy. Yes. Oh, y'all need to See, it's been that. your friend, it's been your lover, it's been your boyfriend. Your comforter. It's been your comforter. Mm-mm-mm. Soon as adversity comes, you go to it. It calls you. Mm, I know that's right talking to everybody in here he said the teacher will be among you and will teach you the truth and you will walk in it deliverance come on and we talk about the comforter so the comforter holy spirit the counselor he said i'm your helper i'm your intercessor i'm your advocate i will strengthen you i will stand by you the holy spirit whom the father will send and my name and my place is going to represent me And he will cause you to recall and remind you of and bring you to remembrance of everything he told you that this is not of me. See, you're going to start detesting the things that's not of God. Right now, you're in love with the lie. You don't hate The lie looks good. It feels good. Mm -hmm. The things of the world and things that we've been doing, been feeling good and looking good. He said, but you're going to see the lie for what it is. See, you won't have the power to rebuke the enemy until you are opposing the lie. That's right. If you are in agreement with it, you're not going to oppose it. There's no power to rebuke what hinders you until the spirit of adversity has been given. The only thing that's going to make you see God in the place that you should, you will find him where the truth is. There has to be an attack on the lie. Did the lie just been hanging out? But there has to be an attack on the lie. Proverbs 23, 23. Okay. Before we get there. You can continue to stand. I want you to know that God has to allow the lie to turn on you. He has to allow that friend, that 
girlfriend, boyfriend, that disease, your mother, your father, uh, someone in school. Mm-hmm. He has to allow Eight. the people or the things or the car, whatever that you're in love with, the lie that got you feeling so good about your life. And God is not, your he money. is not the one that's making you feel good. He, he's going to allow you the money. Your money. He's going to allow your money to turn on you. Everything oh, that you've been thinking was your all well. in all. He said, I'm going to allow that to turn on you because that's a lie. I am the truth and I'll be made known in your life. <laughs> see, he will help you against feeling. See, the lie has made you feel a genuineness of being the truth. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because you, mm-hmm. when you're with something so long, it just become to be part of your life, and that's your reality, so that's your truth. He said, but I'm going to unveil and remove that cloak off that lie, and it's going to be your enemy. It's going to oppose you, and it's going <laughs> to run up on you. And it's going to manifest. You go ahead into Proverbs 23, 23. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Buy the truth. And sell it not. Mm. <laughs> just, just stop right there. <laughs> Buy the truth and sell it not. Not only that, but also get discernment mm-hmm. and judgment. Go ahead. Instruction and understanding. That's what I told you. See, you've been like buying the lie all your life. You've been buying the lie all your life. You, you the, you the best the woman that I ever met. You so beautiful. I, you know, you done told a hundred people that before he even got to you. <laughs> you you're not going to worry about nothing, you know. You don't even have to even work, you know. You be a stay-home mom. You, all these lies. <laughs> because you bought the lie. You bought the lie. You sure did. Paid cash for it. What God is asking now is for you to purchase the truth. He said, don't don't sell it. The truth is free. He said, when you you buy the truth, you have to be willing to pay the price for what you bought. There is a price to buying the truth. It means that you. Your life is required. You can't sleep around. That's a price. I just bought the truth. Because the truth says that a man that finds a wife, he finds a good thing. He didn't say one that finds a girlfriend finds nope. a good thing. He said he finds a wife. He finds Find a, a good thing. I, there is a price. So he said it's maybe years that you're going to sleep alone. And be okay. He said, because you know why? You bought we'll the truth. <laughs> this is why you didn't have to enter into a marriage and be in an abusive relationship. You didn't have to uh, worry about you all stressed out because you know what? You bought the lie and you married the lie. Oh, so now you got to live the lie. Okay, but go ahead. Mm. All right. Oh, it's serious. It's serious about it buying the truth. It is so good. Oh my goodness. Woo. Pay with a, you're going to have to pay with a yes. That's how you buy the truth. You Go pay ahead. it with a yes. Yes. Yes, Lord, I, I'll do that. Yes, yes, Lord, I will abstain from that. And that, and that, and also that. <laughs> and always that one. <laughs> the truth will stand up. Come on. It will confront everything that adversity, the adversary has brought your way. It will stand up against any illusion that you're not going to get the job that you want that, to get. 50,000, 60,000. See, it's going to remove the illusion because you gave Jesus the yes. Uh-huh. Now stand on it. And, and correct, Pastor. Now stand on it. Now you got to on stand on it. And stand, no matter. And stay firmly that's on right. it. That's right. No matter what comes, 
your way. Hey, Bert, if they say no, they don't mean, right? Okay, you got a testimony right there. She does. Told her, yeah, told her no, but God said yes. And that's not a cliche. That was her faith. All right. Quickly, we're going to talk about the spirit of Essekar. The spirit of Essekar. Come on now. This is what we need. Because this spirit was had the power to have the anointing to know what season they were in. That's right. That's right. See, That's what we don't we know. We don't know what season we're mm-mm, in. Mm-mm, mm-mm. This was a tribe of I, Jacob to where the sons of Issachar, they knew, knew what season, they knew what, what time season. they were in. Because they were watching. They were watchers. They had the ability to see. They were considered to be seers. That's right. This special end time anointing is a special end time anointing that you, that you need to know what season this is. What's that, really going on behind the scene in my life? Why am I experiencing what I'm experiencing? Because, see, pray right now see, for the spirit of God. I need to have that anointing to be a seer to know the special end time. My God, they pervert that word anyway. So vision and counsel. Being released in my life. Mm-hmm. Amen. See, we're having problems with receiving the full truth. Because when an adversary, when he comes, he allows us or provoke us to put our attention on the pain and not the principle. There you go. Come on. Now, that was good. What hurts me? You believe that? Asking really, why am I hurting? Mm-hmm. See, it's necessary that there's the pain because the pain is going to alert me that I'm hurting. Anything that's birthed, you're going to have some pain. And so that means that if I'm hurting, I know what time that's it right. is. That's right. I know the time. About to deliver. About to bring forth. Because the hurt is alerting you that what's coming next is revelation. There you go. Of what's going on with you. What's really going on with you. Come on now. See, the hurt has a power. The hurt itself that derives from the pain has a power to eradicate the pain. Come on. (laughs) See, it goes back to the beginning before I was in pain. The hurt gives me the power to rid myself of the pain because it's giving me a revelation of the hurt. Go ahead. Come on. So you're going through because truth and power is being birthed inside of you. What you're going through should be informing you that there's a purpose That's right. of this pain. There is a purpose, purpose of this pain. Wow. I just love the Lord. Wow. I'm blown away. <laughs> oh, see. I'm getting to the end, guys. Yep. My deliverance in pain is my power. The pain that you're going through is your deliverance, Mm, mm, and it mm. is your power. Mm. So you can tell the enemy, this is going to be your last time you run up on me. (laughs) Can you say it? Can you say it? So you can boldly, because you have a revelation. Can you say it? Having a revelation of what's going on, you can say to the enemy, this is going to be your last time, sucker, rolling up on me. Boldly, firmly, because you're standing on faith and it's an action. When you go get the job, Avery, boldly say within yourself and to the enemy, this is mine. See, but we have to notice faith is an action. We have to stop giving the lie permission to stay about your life. You have to rebuke the liar. Amen. And only way you can do that is that you, because you have the word in you. This is why we say, Jesus rebuke you. The Lord rebuked you. That's right. But now he's inside of us. 
And you're able to say this because a liar cannot tarry in the presence of the Lord. See, when you pray, the enemy goes there. But if there's nothing in you that's of him, he can't stay. No liar can tarry in the presence of the Lord. So you have to always be, continue to be filled with the word of God. And no liar can tarry in the presence of the Lord inside of you. No liar can roll up on you and tell you something different about your life that's not aligned with the word of God. Because he can't tarry inside of the presence of the Lord. Inside of you. So now, out of the abundance of my heart, I speak. And then I pr produce fruit. Because the words that I speak now, they are pure. It's God speaking. I begin to now produce the things of God in my life. Wow. We're ending. <laughs> we only time for Now, put on the new nature. Ephesians 4, 24. Now put on the new nature, the regenerated self, the one that's created in God's image. Now put him on. Put on the word of God. Close yourself in the word of God. Walk in the word of God. Become the new man. And really pray this. Lord Jesus, fill me with your Holy Spirit, and guide me into your way of truth. Free me from erroneous and false ways, and lead me in the knowledge of your ways and your will for my life. May there be nothing in my life that is not under your lordship. We're talking about when truth speaks, and an unpurified ear cannot comprehend. Meaning, we'll hear the truth, but never understanding what, never understand what to do with what I heard. The word of God said, you're forever learning, hmm. but never arriving at the truth. Always hearing the word of God, but never learning, meaning no, no change. Forever hearing and speaking my word, but never becoming my word. But I pray today that this message have really reached the deep part of your heart and it has eradicated any erroneous learning or teaching from any teachers, false prophets, or fellow Christians, and that you're able now to hear with a purified ear what the Spirit of the Lord is truly saying to the church. Amen. 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 Glory to God.